Mother Angelica is based. I did that show two days ago on Mother Angelica and her 1993 talk on how she is tired of witchcraft in the church, anagrams, sex ed. She was, this whole thing was set off by her seeing a woman depict Jesus in a mime of the Stations of the Cross in 1993. In that video, I kept on saying 20 years ago, and people corrected me in the comments properly. It was 28 years ago. It's almost three decades ago. And Mother Angelica goes through a litany of infiltrations in the church. You know I like to use the word infiltration. Today we're going to revisit that. Uh, someone in, uh, in the comments also wrote this. Let me share this before we pray. Here we go. Um, this is Lords Jaeger. She says, Dr. Marshall at minute 843. That was in the video on Wednesday. If you didn't see it, check it out. She says, tired of your witchcraft, centering prayer, earth, spirituality, earth, spirituality. Yes. Like you said, imagine what she would have thought of Pachamama incidents. I think she would have beat the Austrian boys to throw that thing in the Tiber. That's right. She goes after earth spirituality, infiltrating the church in 1993. And what do we see here? The Pope. If he's the Pope, above my pay grade, not just allowing, but promoting the worship of earth spirituality idols inside the Vatican Garden, inside St. Peter's Basilica. Unbelievable. 28 years ago, the good mother Angelica was calling this out. Now, often we debate in the Catholic world, what's going on with Pope Francis? And you, you, it's whispered. You don't talk about it out loud. Is he a heretic? Can a Pope be a heretic? Question mark. Super controversial. And people, you know, we say, well, is he a material heretic? That means he teaches it, but he doesn't know better. Is he a formal heretic? Is he a manifest heretic? Because St. Robert Bellarmine says if a pope were to be a manifest heretic, he would de facto lose the papacy. St. Robert Bellarmine, doctor, doctor of the church. So is he a manifest heretic? Today, we're going to pivot. We're not going to talk about the H word, heresy, heretics. We're going to talk about the I word, idolatry. Idolatry is, uh, I don't know, worse. I mean, we're talking about mega sins here. Idolatry is the worship of idols, false gods, false deities in the form of images. We Catholics are fine with images, icons, statues of saints, of the Blessed Mother of Jesus Christ incarnate of the angels. I mean, remember, God told Moses to put two statues of angels in the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament. God is not against statues. He's against idols. And idols are statues of false deities, false spiritual realities like Mother Earth. So before the show started today, I put up a poll here at YouTube. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe, share it on Facebook. And here were the poll results so far. 
the question was, do you believe Francis has participated in idolatry with his promotion of the Pachamama inside churches? 97% of you said yes, and I agree. I don't see how this can't be. Now, a lot of people said, well, uh, it's a symbol of the Blessed Mother. And the Vatican and the Pope said, no, it's not. It's not a symbol of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's a symbol of Mother Earth. Pachamama means Mother Earth. South American deity with an idol that looks like the one you've seen there. So today we're going to do a few things in today's show. First off, I'm going to run again, just a shorter clip this time, of Mother Angelica going off. She is teed off. Going off on what she calls earth spirituality. Earth spirituality, which is the worship of earth as a religious reality. Okay, that's bad. Then we're going to run through the history of Francis and the Pachamama incidents, running all the way through from when they were debuted in the Vatican Gardens, where they went, how they got in the in the Tiber River with Alexander Trugwell. I'm also going to talk about something controversial, people saying that I lied about my involvement in that incident. I'll explain uh, all the details on that today and finally settle it for everyone. I think enough time's gone by so I can finally settle it. And then I'm going to talk about how in the ancient world, in Rome and in Anatolia, Anatolia, there was a deity, a goddess, that was Mother Earth, Great Mother, um, Mother Mountain, and how she was served by a godly priesthood. I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but the godly priesthood were a transsexual priesthood. They castrated themselves and they they cross-dressed and wore makeup and did their hair like women. Um, so... What we're seeing here is the promotion of a Mother Earth cult. Uh, with it comes this transsexual priesthood uh, that emerges along with it. And it's this, it's this transsexual confused. In fact, even the ancient Romans referred to the Gali priests as the tertium sexus, the third sex, the third sex. That's ancient sources. So we're seeing here that this pagan devotion to the earth as a spiritual mother is associated with this sexual confusion, uh, transsexual, uh, I don't, today they say transitioning and all that. Anyway, I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit towards the end. So before we get into all this interesting information, we will pray and we'll pray the Our Father, not the Our Mother who arts in heaven, the Our Father. I've done other podcasts on why we say Father and Son. Um, even though God the Father is not human, he doesn't have, of course, the organs that would make him a male. But yet God has chosen his pronouns, if you want to say that, as he, him. It's that way all the way through sacred scripture. And there are uh, symbolic and sacramental reasons for God uh, revealing himself as Father and as he. I probably won't go into that today because it takes a while, but I have done it in previous podcasts. Just search uh, here on YouTube, uh, Taylor Marshall and those topics. Okay, let us pray the Our Father, the Pater Noster. Oremus. Nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, secut in cello et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et demite nobis debita nostra, secut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos amalo. 
Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. And by the way, if you'd like to learn the prayers in Latin, sometimes in the comments people say, why are you praying fast? You're not teaching us how to pray it. I don't teach it every week. We're just praying it every week. And if you want to learn it and hear it slow and go through it slow, I've done many YouTube videos on Latin pronunciation, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, etc. So again, just search uh, Taylor Marshall or this channel for Latin prayers and you'll have all kinds of free tutorials to get you started. Okay, here we go. Uh, we're going to run this Mother Angelica clip. And um, she goes off. People really enjoyed seeing Mother Angelica. A lot of people, I was surprised, hadn't seen this clip. So let me go ahead and cue it up here. Make sure I'm at the right marker. Ah, there she is, Mother. By the way, before I get started, this is her old habit, as you see on the video here, the screen. And her, get this bigger here. Her new habit is in the bottom left corner of the screen. It's kind of black and it has a, a more covered traditional veil. I think Mother Angelica was getting more and more traditional um, as as she went along, which is great to see. So let me go ahead and, and get her running here. And go. I am so tired of your liberal church in America. And everything you've ever done has gone in silence. Nothing, nothing you've done. From your witchcraft to your enneagrams to your centering prayer to all this earth spirituality to replacing holy... Did you hear it? All this earth spirituality. In 1993, 28 years ago, she already called out Francis for what he did last year. Here she goes again. Ready? Here we go. Nothing, nothing you've done from your witchcraft to your enneagrams to your centering prayer to all this earth spirituality to replacing Holy Father with sand to destroying our churches and closing churches that are viable and, and ready to go. No, this is not an accident. We've swallowed this now for 30 years. I'm tired of it. We have swallowed enough of your idea of God. You have really no God. You have no dogma, no doctrine, and no authority. Because the only authority in the Catholic Church is our Holy Father and the Magisterium. And you have disclaimed that. You don't believe in the Eucharist. You don't believe in the Immaculate Conception. You don't believe in the Virgin Birth. You don't believe in Mary's power of intercession. You don't believe in religious life. You don't believe in being a spouse of Christ. You do believe in teaching to little children of the third grade sex education. You do believe in forcing centering prayer and forcing inclusive language upon us. And now you depict Jesus as a woman. You're sick. <laughs> You're sick. That's it, folks, right there. So she's calling out the occult, witchcraft, centering prayer, and earth spirituality. Now you may be, oh, Taylor, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. These are just Amazonian people. They're pagans. They've been pagans for thousands of years. Uh, they reverence Mother Earth, and Mother Earth is a, is a symbol of pro-life and of taking care of the planet and motherhood and having babies and all these things. Okay. But it's a goddess. In their culture, it's a goddess. And never, never, ever, ever, never, ever in the history of Catholicism for 2,000 years have we ever said, oh, y'all worship 
insert a goddess or God. Aphrodite, wow, she's a fertility goddess. We Catholics are pro-fertility. So let's bring a statue of Aphrodite onto an altar, which they did. We're going to see some pictures in a little bit. Oh, y'all are, are into the weather. Lightning bolts, clouds, rain. We are into that too. You call it Jupiter. So we're going to bring in a statue of Jupiter, put it on a Catholic altar. Never, ever in the history of Catholicism have we ever done that. Now we have in, evangel in evangelization of people said, for example, with Our Lady of Guadalupe, oh, y'all worship this this female goddess who's into death and destruction and you have to make sacrifices to for life. Well, look, we're going to tell you about the real mother, the mother of life, the mother of kindness, the mother of mercy, the Virgin Mary. You see, it's kind of like y'all have this, but we have something better. We never take their idol and say, yes, bring that idol into the Eucharist, bring that idol into the church. This is wrong. This is sinful. Look at the verse right here on the screen, on your right side. 2 Corinthians 6, 17. St. Paul says, Wherefore, go out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. In the Old Testament, the unclean thing, the uncleanliness is always the idol. Read Ezekiel. Read Jeremiah. Read Isaiah. Read the Old Testament, the minor prophets. The idols are unclean. They pollute and they corrupt the people of God. And God brings judgment from idolatry with what? I'll let you connect some dots. Plagues. We, today we say the word pandemic. In the Old Testament, they said plague. Plagues, pestilence, crops dying, invasions, wars, droughts. These are the judgments of God upon people who are accepting idolatry to bring them back to his heart, to bring them back. Now, for those of you that are newer to my podcast and the things I do, um, I'm going to do a little history of the Pacha controversy, the Pachamama controversy. I was actually in Rome for a symposium that uh, LifeSite News was uh, and Voice of the Family were hosting. I was a speaker on that panel, panel. And I remember the day that this happened. I'm going to take Mother off the screen because we have so much to go over here. The day this happened, and we saw the photos. I remember I was with John Henry Weston of LifeSite News that night. And we looked at this like, what is this? This looks like pagan idolatry. And there's the Pope sitting right there. And then we got some text from other people. Oh, no, it's a symbol of the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Elizabeth. These are I, um, images of the visitation where Our Lady went to go visit St. Elizabeth. Second joyful mystery, we Catholics call it. So, okay, don't like it, but, you know, I guess that mitigates what's going on here. But then, and then I, I think... Uh, a day or so after this, I flew back to Texas. But then we started getting more information about it. So there's this picture here, which is a classic. And you might say, well, Taylor, come on. He's not worshiping. He's just sitting in a chair. He's got his papers in his hand, his prayers. He's just sitting there. The guy in the far left is rubbing his chin over here. 
his chinny chin chin. He's thinking, oh boy, what's going on with this? All right. So that happened, but it all started with this picture. So this is Francis and he's receiving the idol um, from uh, uh, a native woman. And clearly this is not the Blessed Virgin Mary. There's a, a baby in her womb in red uh, to show that she's pregnant. Uh, her, She's naked. She has no clothes on her. She has face paint uh, on her. And uh, this kind of, I think, goes back to the verse that we were talking about, you know, go out from her and touch not the unclean thing. When in the history of the church would a pope reach out his hand and take an idol? When? When? So after that, there was the, the worship in the Vatican Gardens. All right, so here's people worshiping. They're on their hands and knees. Bottom left is a Franciscan worshiping the idols of Pachamama. There's no crucifix here. There's no statue of the Blessed Mother. There's no Saint Joseph. There's no angels. There's no Eucharist. There's no monstrance. The only thing here is the Pachamama. And they have a priestess who is leading this liturgical rite. And everybody bowing down in the Vatican Garden, where, by the way, Pius XII had his Fatima vision. All right, here's some more. The Pope is not on his knees, but he's sitting there in approval. And there you can see everyone in a circle bowing down. I mean, I've been on, I've been to Corpus Christi, the feast day, before uh, Francis abolished the Corpus Christi procession in Rome. Do you know that? Francis got rid of the Corpus Christi procession. It's almost like Francis does the exact opposite and says the exact opposite of what you would expect a vicar of Christ to say. Anyway, before Francis abolished the Corpus Christi procession, I went on two of them. Both times Francis was not on the procession. He started at the beginning and then he showed up at the end. Uh, one time, I'm for sure he gave benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. I'm not, I can't remember on the other time. I was in Rome for both of those. Um, You don't see this kind of devotion in Rome to the Blessed Sacrament. Yes, people kneel when the and genuflect when the sacrament comes by, but I don't know if on both times of me going on a Roman Eucharistic uh, procession through the streets of Rome from St. John Lateran to St. Mary Major, I don't know if I ever saw someone get down on their knees and put their face on the ground. And yet here we are in Rome and we got people with their face on the ground showing more devotion to the Pachamama than they do the Eucharist on the feast day of Corpus Christi. So that happened. Then they started processing the Pachamama idol around the church. The church you see in the background is St. Uh, uh, Peter's Basilica the tomb church of St. Peter, the apostle, Prince of the Apostle, first Pope. Not a Eucharistic procession, not where we're taking the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ, um, and, and with incense and with chant and with devotion around the church. No, no. It is the idol of Mother Earth, 
being processed in the church. Completely, completely unacceptable. I would argue desecrating St. Peter's Basilica for the, for what I would, for as far as my knowledge is concerned, first time since it's ever been built. It's been desecrated. Then where did they take the Pachamama idol? Oh, they took it to the tomb of St. Peter himself, right behind where these people are standing, just below the surface of the floor. I mean, it's actually a little bit further back um, and much deeper, but that's the tomb of St. Peter. You can see the high altar. You can see the, ba the, the baldacchino, the bronze baldacchino, their twisted columns. So just below that into the earth is St. Peter's bones. I've been down and seen them. It's part of my conversion. When I was an Anglican priest, I went down there and I was left alone and I was just overwhelmed by the presence of Peter. And I got on my knees down under the earth right there behind those men and said, Peter, let me be in communion with you. I was an Anglican priest at the time. And I later did become a Catholic, obviously. But here's the Pachamama in some boat with a paddle, some stuff. And they are, again, in some sort of liturgical assembly with their back at the altar, with their back at St. Peter, with Pachamama front and center, no clothes, Mother Earth being venerated in the tomb church of St. Peter. It's so sad. Most of the time during this week, during the synod, uh, the Pachamama and some other smaller Pachamamas were at the church of uh, Santa Maria. Was it in Trastevere? I think it is. I, can't, I should have looked it up. Um, it's just down the street. Uh, you go out from St. Peter's Square. You go out that way towards the Tiber River. It's over there on your left. They had a whole assembly um, on the floor in front of the altar. And then at another time, they had the idols actually on a side altar. Um, and if you watched the video I put of Alexander Chugwell taking the idols, taking the pollution out of the church at the time when he did it early in the morning, these idols were actually on a side altar and not where you see them right here. They would bring them down to this place where they would do liturgical things. And then they'd put them back over on the side altar. So, that's them in a church, not in St. Peter's, but still inside a Catholic church. And then as they closed the synod, well, first of all, Alexander Chugol threw them in the river and allegedly they retrieved, and this is a controverted uh, a point, and I was involved in that. I'll come to that in just a moment and, and, and put that controversy to rest finally because it's been now almost two years so I can talk about it. But as they closed the synod, Pope Francis, they, everyone was say, saying they were going to put the Pachamamas back into the church. They did not. They'd been thrown in the river. Uh, this is a potted plant. And it was revealed during this that this is a Pachamama plant. And then this plant was placed on the altar, as you see right here. So it was given to the Pope and then placed on the altar. And by the way, the rubrics don't allow you to do that. You can't put planted stuff on the altar. Now, if you've been with me for a couple of years, you'll remember when this happened, I did an interview with the famous Brazilian Catholic commentator, Bernardo Kuster. Bernardo Kuster is enormous. I think even back then he has like 800 subscribers on YouTube. 
just an enormous uh, Catholic commentator, but in Brazil, in Portuguese. And I interviewed him and he gave me the, the real skinny on it. And he told me at that time that a bowl full of earth with greenery and then a red piece hanging out. And this was also later confirmed by uh, Robert Moynihan with the red piece hanging out is a sign of it's a ritual sign of Pachamama of mother earth and Bernardo Kuster in the interview, he says that right there is mother earth. It was full of the earth and it was placed on the altar to show a different avatar or a different incarnation of Pachamama. And here's a quote from Bernardo Kuster. He said, quote, so for them, that is the pagan worshipers of Pachamama, he says, so for them, it doesn't matter if it's an idol made of wood or if it's a vase full of earth, because to them, everything is interconnected. So it's a symbol. We don't know if that vase has ever been consecrated to Pachamama, but the Pope asked that it would be placed on the altar during the Eucharist. Now, if you look into the general instruction of the Missal, and we talked about this in this episode, just if you want to watch the full one, it's Taylor Marshall and Bernardo Kuster, and Kuster spelled K-U with the umlaut S-T-E-R. Um, the general instruction says that flowers and greenery should be around the altar and not on the actual altar mensa. The mensa is where the, the bread and the wine go before the consecration and transubstantiation into the true body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. So this is a violation of liturgical rubrics. Of course, Pope Francis wants to shut down the traditional Latin Mass, which is always following the rubrics to the T. I'm sure there are, maybe is an abuse somewhere, but not generally the case. And yet Francis himself is violating the rubrics by having this Pacha plant, Pachamama plant vase with the red symbolizing um, the fertility of Pachamama, as you see in the other examples of the uh, um, the idol. Let me see if I can get another one. Here we go. Right, so there's the red there of the belly with the baby, right? That's symbolizing the fertility. Same thing, the, the potted plant has to have the red to symbolize that, I guess, lifeblood or fertility or whatever. As if that's not enough, then Pope Francis just trolled us even more. He said, oh, yeah, well, here's a coin, Pachamama coin. And it is Pachamama, and she has wheat for hair, and then her, her womb is Mother Earth. And it was issued as a commemorative coin of Pachamama. Uh, it says in Italian, city of Vatican, Vatican City, 10 euros. There it is. There it is. This is idolatry. I... I 97% of you uh, agreed this is idolatry. This is the worship of idols. Pachamama is a goddess. Uh, don't believe me? Just uh, go to Wikipedia and put in Pachamama. It'll explain to you that she's a goddess. Uh, here's what she's the goddess of. Here are the rituals around Pachamama, etc., etc. She is a goddess. This is an idol of a goddess. It was used in a Catholic worship space, a basilica the Catholic Church, led by Francis, led by Francis. Now, when that happened, I immediately reported on it in the middle of the night, like 1 or 2 a.m., can't remember. And then after that, I did an interview with Alexander Chuguel, his first um, interview, um, and talked about him throwing. He went in and gathered as many Pacha idols as he could. 
He walked past the uh, Castle San Angelo, which is dedicated to St. Michael the Archangel, which, by the way, it got its, it got its name for that because there was a plague. <laughs> this comes back to our plague situation. There was a plague in Rome, and St. Gregor the Great processed around Rome with not a Pachamama, an icon of the Virgin Mary the Holy Theotokos, the Immaculate Virgin Mary. And as he got to the bridge in front of uh, what is now Castle San Angelo, he saw St. An Michael the Archangel put the sword of the plague into the sheath. And that symbolized the end of the plague because the Pope was so devoted with all the people processing and praying the litany and doing penance that God brought an end to the plague. Maybe we should try that in 2021. Anybody out there in favor of that let me know give me a thumbs up uh like the video or leave a comment maybe maybe we should process and do penance and show our devotion to the mother of god and not pachamama that'd be a good idea so we did this interview and originally see i had met alexander when i was in in rome for the first time and we were concerned about the tree that was planted in honor of Pachamama in the Vatican Garden, and we discussed how we could remove the tree. We consulted with certain people in Rome, and we found out that the tree is in eyesight of Santa Marta, and perhaps there are armed guards on some of the roofs or high points there, and if we went in and were running around, it could be dangerous. No one knows for sure, but we were like, oh, that sounds pretty rough to go and, and get wounded or killed to get that pacha tree. But then later, as the story built, we realized that these are actual idols. It's not just the tree that's the problem. It's these pachamamas. And, they, and then we saw that they were actually brought into the church and they were brought into St. Peter's. And at the tomb of St. Peter's, we're like, this is horrible. This is pollution. Why won't someone go in there? Why won't a monk or a priest run in there and get them? So the plan was, originally, we were going, is going to be complete, it was, total OPSEC, totally secure. No one knew about it. And I was going to fly over and we were going to go to Rome and we were going to get them and throw them in the river. That was the idea. We kind of looked at the map and we realized the river's right there. If, if police come or someone comes and they're in the river, the river will wash them. They'll be kind of out of the way. It's a good way to get. Now, everyone said, why didn't you burn them? Why didn't you? Well, this is like a secret operation. Right, you can't just like have lighter fluid on you and like start making a bonfire in the middle of Rome, right? In the biggest tourist area of Rome, right by St. Peter's Basilica, it's no good. And the idea was total, total opsec, total security, and we do not ever reveal our identities. We didn't know if Interpol would be involved, the EU would be involved, the Vatican would we be banned from the Vatican for life? All these questions. Um, you know, were ones that were discussed. That weekend, however, Bishop Athanasius Schneider was coming to my parish. And I had been for a long time communicating and wanted to meet him. As you know, Alexander, uh, Alexander Chugol and his wife were actually married by Bishop Schneider. So it was this convergence of things where Bishop Schneider was here in Texas and it was the same, it was the closing of the Synod and Alexander Chugol. And I, when I and some others were hoping to converge and meet that weekend. And then I just told him, look, I'm, I can't make it. If you can get some other people to do it, I will get the plane tickets and arrange for y'all to get there. I'm going to stay here in Texas 
so I can meet uh, Bishop Athanasius Schneider while he's here. And if you're comfortable with that, that's how we'll do it. And he said, good. And we kept it totally secret. They flew in early in the morning. They got him. They dumped him. They videoed it. They sent the video to me and I uploaded it. Now, people say, well, you lied, Taylor. You said you weren't involved. I never said I wasn't involved. I just said nothing. You acted like you were surprised. Yes, I had to act like I was surprised. What did you want me to say? This had been a plan and here's how we did it. No, we didn't. I didn't want people to him to get arrested. I didn't want there to be suing. Uh, we, we had no idea what the fallout would be, and especially there'd be prosecutions or perhaps even bans on entering the Vatican for life um, or any of these kind of things. So, yes, there was sort of an operational security. And I also wanted to make sure that they weren't intercepted or they didn't lose their passport or anything like that. So originally, totally mum. And no one knew. No one knew at all. No one knew Alexander's name. No one knew I was involved. No one knows the other names of people involved. And then finally, there was all these stories coming out. Well, it was it was this priest that did it. Actually, it was three seminarians at the North American College, the NAC. There's all these stories, and it was pretty humorous to watch all these journalists put out these stories of who actually did it and the investigations going on. So after it had kind of passed a little bit and the story had faded a little bit, um, Alexander says, you know what? I kind of want to come out and say, hey, I'm the one that did it. So it just sort of ends. And I said, okay, let's do that. And we did the show. And again, yes, I did not reveal uh, my my part of it because I didn't want to a take any credit. And I didn't want to be involved in it. But then in a second interview with Alexander, while we were talking, he did not tell me he was going to do this in a live video. Alexander said, well, why don't you share your part in it? And it was a live moment. It was kind of awkward. You can go back and watch it actually on YouTube. And I was like, yeah, I was involved in it too. So that's how it happened. And yes, that's why we carefully released the information on how it happened. I did not, people say it was a stunt. We made money. I made zero dollars. I'm still net negative on the, I guess, the plane airfare that I purchased. I've not made any money on it. It was not a political stunt. It was purely out of devotion for Jesus and for St. Peter to get rid of the idols out of the church. And I would totally do it again. I would completely do it again. Maybe something's different, um, especially on how the these idols were um, disposed of. But um, yeah, that's the real story. That's what happened. Okay, final point here, and that is the ancient cult of Mother Earth. You know, the peoples in South Africa and Chile and Argentina, they have a devotion to Mother Earth. That's common all over planet Earth. The idea that Earth is feminine because it receives the rain and the, from that life, comes out of the earth and that life gives us life is obviously an analog to motherhood. And so pagan cultures have always had a mother earth cult. Now, the most ancient one is how we say in English, Sybil. There she is. This is an ancient idol of mother earth, Sybil. And it comes from uh, Phrygian, Mater Kubeleia. Now, Kubelea comes, becomes Kubel, and then when you take the K's, you take the K and you soften it into a C, you get Sybil, right? But originally it would have been Kubelea. 
Mater Kubilea means mountain mother, and it's an earth mother. It's an earth goddess. Now, it kind of reminds me, you know, mountain mother, it's like the uh, the John Denver song, you know, like, West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home, country roads, right? John Denver. By the way, John Denver went to high school in the same town that I went to high school, Fort Worth, Texas. And I happen to know as a local that John Denver is not his name. His name is not John Denver. His real name is John Deutschendorf Jr. John Deutschendorf Jr. is his real name. When he got a record deal, they said, yo, John Deutschendorf. It's like the worst country name ever. So they renamed him John Denver. But yes, John Deutschendorf spoke of West Virginia Mountain Mama. I don't think he was talking about Pachamama or Sybil. He's talking about his wife living in West Virginia or his girlfriend, Mountain Mama. Anyway, totally off track here. In ancient Rome, this Mother Earth, well, before that, even in uh, Anatolia, Sybil was served by a priesthood of priests called Gali, G-A-L-L-I, the Gali priesthood. These were castrated men who were cross-dressers, trans people. And then eventually, as the cult of Mother Earth, or in, in Rome, they referred to her as Magna Mater, the Great Mother, Magna Mater, Mater Magna. She was served by the Gali priest. Now, the Gali priests were, like I said, castrated. They were made effeminate. And they, they were effeminate. Here's the quote from St. Augustine. Let me see if I can pull it up. Oh, overlapping. So St. Augustine says, this is from City of God. The Gali priest parading through the squares and streets of Carthage with oiled hair and powdered faces, languid limbs and feminine gait, demanding even the tradespeople the means of continuing to live in disgrace. So they would dress up like women. They wore makeup. They did their hair like women. And then they would beg for alms. They were mendicants. Um, and they would serve Mother Earth. So they'd go to the people and say, donate to us and we'll have more fertility in the land, more rain or whatever. And here is a Roman depiction of one of these priests. Getting a little crowded here on the screen. So up in the uh, the top corner here, that is an archigalli or an archigalli. You know, there's like a priest and an archpriest or an angel and an archangel. This is an arch. Gali priest, so kind of like a bishop. And you can see here in the depiction, it's kind of an effeminate looking dude right here. So this is sort of the early trans. Um, the Romans actually refer to them as the tertium sexus, the third sex. So you got male, you got female, and then you got these that serve Mother Earth, right? Now, Another kind of nasty fact about this is there was an early Christian writer. His name was Arnobius. And Arnobius says that the Gali priests in their worship of Mother Earth would have a, a bath in blood, literally a bloodbath, not killing people, but apparently 
maybe animal blood. They would bathe in blood. It's kind of this ritual sex magic, right? And then there'd be a disgusting group orgy. That's what the Christian writer Arnobius says. And of course, you just saw the quote on the screen from Augustine that, you know, they were basically cross-dressers wearing makeup and they had a, what he calls, what is it? A feminine gait. So they walked like, walked like that, right? Feminine gait. Oh no. Now that I did that, someone's going to make some stupid gif or meme. I got to be careful. Got to be careful what I do. I shouldn't have done that. Dang it. So yeah, there you go. And the reason I bring this up, it should be obvious, is when we have worship of Mother Earth, that brings with it unnatural sexuality, confusion of sexuality. I'm also going to suggest it brings with it God's loving, kind, merciful judgment to bring us back bring us back. And that is however he, in his providence and in his wisdom, however he sees fit, whether it's plague, war, economy, drought, whatever. So let us turn in conclusion, let us turn to the mother of God, the true mother of God, Mary, most holy, the real mother. Pachamama is not your mama. Everybody says that. Pachamama, not your mama. Let us turn to the true mother of God, let us pray the rosary every single day. If you don't pray the rosary, you're not on the team. And follow the advice of Mother Angelica and reject earth spirituality. It is not Catholic. It is not Christian. It is no good. All right, let's close by praying the Hail Mary to the true Mother of God, the Mother of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Oremus in nomine Patris et Fidei et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in morieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or Pronobis peccatoribus, nunc et mortis nostre. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidei et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, thanks so much. Pray the rosary every day. Read the Bible every day. Go to confession every two to four weeks. Stay holy. Stay clean. And um, if you like this video, please like it. Please share it on Facebook. That's so key. You are my algorithm. Share it on Facebook. And then 40% of you aren't subscribed. Four out of 10 of you right now are not subscribed. Hit the subscribe button and hit the bell to be notified of future videos. And again, a special thank you to all the Patreons. If you want to be one of the generous patrons who makes this show and my work possible, go to patreon.com forward slash drtaylormarshall and learn more. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed. Ave Maria.